0: Welcome to What's Up with Betsy Johnson, a podcast from a longtime Oregon legislator and keen political observer discussing what is right and wrong with government politics and public policy.
1: Well, I'm the busiest unemployed person you're ever going to run into. Most conversations start out, now that you're no longer busy with the legislature, perhaps you'll help me with fill in the blank. And that's where you put in their almost insoluble problem. And so it's been a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, it's not my nature not to help people. And so even though I'm not their senator and I try to point that out to them, there are some some folks that still insistent that I should and can fix whatever their problem is. So trying to help an older lady here in Scapoose with an apartment, the rent's been going up, she can't get her diabetes managed, she got stopped for driving with an insulin with her insulin out of regulation, her blood sugar too low, lost her driver's license. Uh, now can't get to the store to get the insulin, and so um, trying to work that out. I went to a couple of openings of mills that uh, uh, businesses, one of them is a mill. Somebody's actually going to build a mill in a little town called Klatskenai, which is on the Columbia River. It's up in the hills above Klatskenai, and that was nice. It's an old repurposed mill site, and um And so to actually go to a community opening where we're talking about um, good things that are happening in Oregon, those are few and far between. I was introduced to a company called Sporadicate and Sporadicate uses uh, mycelium and mushrooms to chew up plastic like clamshell plastics and plastic that are not the traditional plastic bottles. These are other kinds of plastic packaging The fellow that started the company first thought about it when he was in Guatemala and was looking at growing um, bananas on plantations. I never knew anything about this. And in order to keep the birds and the critters away from the bananas, they wrap the bananas in blue plastic. And the blue plastic just gets thrown away or tossed in the river. And this gent came up with an idea about how to use this special elixir with some wood product base, but mostly... Mycelium uh, that are the 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 um, basically the roots of mushrooms, and apparently they have an appetite for plastic and chew it up. And within 90 days, the plastic is eradicated and has a beneficial use. Um, I've started uh, appearing as a guest on some other people's podcasts, including a guy who I like very much. His name is Rick Dancer. Rick for a long time was a television personality in the Eugene, Oregon area, and then gave up on Oregon, moved to Montana, and keeps a running commentary on what's happening here in good old Oregon. And uh, it's fun to be on other people's podcasts and I'm happy to chat with them. Visiting with some hotel people about possibly building a hotel in this part of Columbia County. Um, I attended the annual meeting of our local Columbia County Economic Development Agency, which was great. We had one of the governor's people come as a guest speaker. Um, I was up in in Astoria doing a uh, board meeting of the Columbia River Maritime Museum, where they're making a decision to build a new building and are switching directors after 15 years. And um, I went shopping at the local market where the the peas and the green beans and all of the squashes are starting to happen. I love farmers markets. And so that pretty much sucked up the entirety of last week, along with about a bazillion phone calls and some other interesting political news. But that's sort of a summary of the goings on um, in what used to be my old Senate district and in greater Oregon. Probably the newsiest thing that's happened is that tort claim notices are starting to be filed in the um, dismissal, the abrupt dismissal of Steve Marks, who ran the OLCC. And if some of the timing as alleged in the tort claim notice is correct, I would say that our erstwhile secretary of state and perhaps our governor are going to have some reconciling to do in the very abrupt uh, and public dismissal of Steve Marks. So that's kind of a rundown on what's happening in my world for the last week.
0: Well, before we get get to the political stuff, I wanted to go back and talk about mushrooms a little bit, just to make a point. One of the things you said while you were in the legislature was, can't we be more encouraging of people that find other ways to do things rather than being punitive? And I guess what I'm saying to be a little less oblique is if you have a company that's actually gonna do something good, why would you after, have to go after people to make them comply with law when there's somebody that's gonna find a way in the marketplace to deal with the same issue?
1: That is exactly correct. And the money that we're spending on hopeless cases, I wish we had a little more money to spend on innovation and entrepreneurship. If, in fact, these guys are right, and they started their presentation, I know what a mushroom is, but I had to ask what mycelium is. Um, I just, I'm not a science type. That's all of the underground activities around mushrooms. It's like, um, in my simple brain, roots for mushrooms. And the mushroom itself is like the flower, but it is the activity within the mycelium mixed with some kind of, of, um, of a wood uh, pot liquor that creates a, an environment where plastic is literally dissolved. And if in fact it works, I'm thinking of all the plastic that is simply ubiquitous in our lives. And the guy's really looking for a modest amount of startup money in order to do proof of concept. It's interesting that their first operation started in Pocatello, Idaho, where they were made to feel more welcome than they have been here in Oregon. And so I'm trying to lure them back with a, um, a connection point to our research area here in Scapoose that is headed up by OMIC, the Oregon Manufacturing Innovation Center. But we have 500 available acres for companies that we want to encourage to be in innovative and yes, in some cases risky, but in highly innovative research to see if, it can, if whatever the outcome is can make its way into the supply chain quickly and, um, and, and uh, in a financially expedient way and, and get people actually using the products that are developed through the, the, the innovation of researchers, scientists, and entrepreneurs.
0: And for folks who who are not familiar with OMIC, it's the Oregon Manufacturing Innovation Center. Senator Johnson, when she was a senator, uh, was instrumental in getting this thing off the ground. It's in a gravel pit in Scapoose. And it is an amazing concept that, you know, back when you were in the legislature, we did any number of shows on it. We had Adrian Allen, the brainchild behind the whole thing on, a bunch of other people. I just wanted to say, though, the cool thing about it is when a technology, you know, as unproven as it may be at this point, comes out, it's possible it could have other applications that the guy never even thought of, let alone, you know, dissolving plastics in this format. It could be something else. And when there's all those other businesses surrounding it, also doing innovation, that's all the synergy that makes Omic a really special place, right?
1: That is exactly correct and has created such powerhouses as the North Carolinian um, Technology Triangle. Uh, And frankly, the AMRC, the Advanced Manufacturing Research Center at the University of Sheffield that Adrian Allen and a professor by the name of Keith Ridgway started some 20 years ago that is now one of the economic powerhouses of, uh, of Yorkshire in the central part of England. And I'm delighted to report that at the latter part of August, Adrian is coming for a visit and we, he hasn't been here since uh, COVID, and so we will be greeting him with a second new building that is an additive manufacturing facility. We will be showing him the finished building of Portland Community College that now has a campus here and be able to show him the trajectory of trying to interest kids in engineering and science in grade school and then run them through classes in the local high schools we want all five districts involved and then eventually to a community college that would lead them to an uh, an aa and perhaps a pathway to a university degree the really nice thing that is happening for me is that some of the kids that have been selected into omic workshops and internships are now coming back as either Teachers or uh, our employees, and so it's working. COVID slowed us down. There's no argument about that, and we lost a tremendous amount of momentum. But um, the Oregon Manufacturing Innovation Center still is possessed of 500 acres of serviceable land, um, 200 of it already serviced with close to. I'm just guessing. Um, 25 or 30 million dollars worth of services in the ground absolutely shovel ready beautiful loop road built around it a boulevard with trees and the pads already laid out for industrial development so um, as oregon emerges from the from the of covid we're now um, preparing ourselves to be up and ready to catch the new crest of investment, inward investment in Oregon if we could just get Oregon's government at all levels to be a little friendlier to business in this state. This is not a business friendly state and our reputation is starting to, to to, spread out in a very negative way. There's still time for Governor Kotek to, uh, to ransom that back and to try to do some things that encourage business, make business believe that they have a place, a home here in Oregon. But somebody better act pretty damn quick to get that message out.
0: Well, that's a message you've been putting out there for, I'd say, all your legislative career, so that's like 20-plus years. Uh, Has there been any headway at all? Oregon has never been famous for being very business-friendly. Has it improved at all? Has it gotten worse? Is it about the same? How would you characterize it?
1: I would say it's worse because the agencies um, continue to expand their influence and power, even outside of the policy bills passed by the legislature. Uh, and um, the governor has been interested in homelessness more than anything else with questionable efficacy in the rollout of some of her plans, although I I would say that we may have gotten an ally uh, in the governor because on the last day of the session, one of her bills that spoke to trying to expand the inventory of available buildings, um, sites for for housing was defeated on the floor. That, rarely, rarely happens. And I understand um, anecdotally, because we're certainly not sitting around having beers, but I understand anecdotally, she's pretty pissed about what happened. Um, the, The environmental community and some of her legislative allies folded up on her on the last day and defeated a priority bill, very uncool. And so it'll be interesting as her veto list comes out. She had in, uh, until just recently to get her possible veto list pulled together. It'll be interesting to see if she draws any retribution and the, the favored bills of people that stabbed her in the back may end up on the list. I haven't scrutinized the list so I can't make that correlation. But uh, it'd be interesting to to sit down and just um, double check what she has given notice that she may veto.
0: So there's actually politics involved in governors uh, or any governor's legislation. This certainly isn't the first time this has happened.
1: Oh, hell yes, there's politics involved. And I don't know, nor will we ever know just how much influence Tina, former very powerful Speaker of the House, wielded uh, in this last legislative session there are um, unconfirmed anecdotal stories that her phone and the and the legislative phones were burning up uh, with her calling in instructions and things that she wanted to have uh, passed or, or killed. I have no firsthand knowledge of that, but I'd be curious to go from the most powerful person in the legislative branch of government to being in the executive branch. I'm gonna just guess based on what I know of human nature, That that was kind of a rough transition for somebody who had had as much almost unchecked power as she had when she was Speaker of the House.
0: Thanks for listening to What's Up with Betsy Johnson. If you have comments or questions about this podcast, please email questions, Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N-S, at BetsyJohnson.com.